Hey guys, uh, welcome to Tanya Talks, my brand new podcast. I'm so excited to be launching this. Uh, I've set myself a challenge of publishing something uh, every day and I'm going to do it on uh, on on podcast uh, and you'll check it out on my blogs as well if you go to tanya at tanyaamadams.com you'll find all my blogs there so I'm going to pe- be publishing every day you can find me on social media as well uh, so just so that we can kind of develop a little bit of a relationship I want to tell you how I got into coaching to start with uh, when I when I left school I, I headed straight to university as one does and I had I had grand plans of course uh, I was gonna I was gonna get a law degree uh, and when I'd qualified I would get married to Mr. Perfect and I'd have a couple of children and I'd work half day so I could mom along and lawyer along of course anybody who knows the legal profession knows that that's never gonna happen I didn't I was a little naive by the time I got to uh, do doing my practical legal training, though, I was kind of a bit behind my peers. Uh, university had been a really tough space for me. I had uh, I'd had a breakdown in the middle of my university studies, uh, thanks to a, a pretty toxic relationship, and and dropped out of full time studies. Um, thanks to the generosity of a lecturer of mine, I I was offered a junior lectureship at the university, which enabled me to complete my law degree on a part-time basis. Uh, but it did take longer than it, than my peers. So so when I started, I was quite a bit older than they were. Um, and I started my articles at a, a law firm with a, an attorney who only hired women. Uh, his argument, he said, was that women make better, better lawyers. Um, so there I started, and two weeks into my articles, uh, I found out that I was pregnant. Um, I my parents had gone through a really tough time, and uh, kind of in the chaos of all of that, I'd gone back to an old boyfriend, um, and we hadn't been back together very long. And so this pregnancy was a super big surprise. Awesome, of course, but a super big surprise. And I wasn't about to hide it, so I told my office manager, and she was totally chilled with it. Uh, my boss, not so much. Um, he and his wife called me into to the office and gave me all the million and one reasons why a pregnant woman can't complete her practical legal training uh, and sent me packing. Um, now, I was a labor law expert, so, so of course I acted against them. It took 12 months to get a settlement, and in the meantime, nobody hires pregnant women, uh, and they certainly don't hire you to do a two-year practical legal uh, articles position. So there I was, uh, pregnant, uh, jobless, <laughs> Uh, and and oddly enough, not panicking. Now, life is a funny thing. My mother's friend and boss at the time had all the time that I was studying law, she had said she wants me to take over her position, and I was a real snob. Um, I wasn't about to work in the motor industry. That's where she was, and I was going to be a lawyer, and the motor industry was way beneath me. So every time the, comp- the, the topic came up, I would dismiss it. Uh, as life would have it, as I got fired, she was retiring. So she said to my mom, oh, I'll send the forms home and I'll make it possible and just get Tanya to fill in the forms. And I was like, nah, that's not what I'm going to do. Until my mother pointed out that the job came with a car and a salary and I had neither. So as, as, as the eldest child, you stay compliant for a little while longer than maybe it's necessary. So at 26, still compliant, I did what I was told. But with my sneaky exit plan, uh, I was just going to go to the interview and say no thanks. So off the forms go uh, and the interview scheduled and on the appointed day I walk in, uh, panel interview, super serious people and I'm really ready to say thanks but no thanks. And one of the managers opens the interview by saying, we're so excited you're joining us. Uh, We've already ordered your uniforms and everything's on track for you. Imagine my surprise.
and not so much joy. There I sat. What the hell? What do I do now? How do I get out? And so I got in my car, uh, my mother's car, and drove back home and resolved that if this is what life was handing me, then I was going to make the best of it. And I would work my way to the top of that career. And that would be to be dealer principal of a major car dealership. Uh, and that's what I did. I, I, I put my head down. My baby was three months old. And I just, I, I grafted. Um, and it was tough. I was the youngest female manager in an, a male-dominated industry. On top of that, I, I was in administration. And people only get to dealer principal if you've come through sales. And I had no sales background. And I was determined. I, I just, I kept asking for promotions. I, I, I kept innovating. I kept pushing. Uh, and, and I kept moving through the ranks. Uh, and it took me about eight years uh, to do what I, what I set out to do. And, and it went really well. On the outside, on the face of it, I, I had this fantastic career. I was earning really well. Uh, I had a home uh, that was the size of a family home, despite the fact that it was just me and my daughter. I had kicked her dad to touch sometime you know, soon after her birth because, well, we shouldn't have gotten back together. It was really not a good relationship. So there I was, single mom, giving my daughter everything that any other kid who had a mom and a dad and a proper family would. Um, I had hobbies. I was horse riding. I was scuba diving. Uh, I was living life. Uh, on the inside, though, it was a little bit different. I was pretty much a mess. I, I was working in high-stress environments. Um, I couldn't seem to get the relationship, relationship thing right. I was dogged by always being attracted to the wrong man. So relationship after relationship would blow up in my face, eroding all my self-worth. Um, and they were, they were honestly days where I would see my daughter for an hour at a time because we were pushing for month end uh, and to get figures up. And I remember one particularly bad spell where I was dropping her at 6 a.m. in the morning with the security guard school uh she was the only kid at school and she sat there with a security guard because i had to get to a, a dealership across town uh and it wasn't sustainable um something had to give and and it, it actually did give uh off the back of my promotion eight years into this I, I got the promotion i made it to dealer principal and off the back of that i applied for uh, uh, uh i bought a new home I got a 100% home loan um, and I was styling. And in between all my boxes of moving and messy hair, and I got a, a phone call from my MD uh, who's, who asked me to come to his house. We needed to chat. So kind of confused. I jump in the car and off I go, uh, all dusty. <laughs> and he got straight to the point. Uh, he was really sorry. He said uh, the group, the holding group had made a decision to close all the dealerships of that brand. And... And we were gonna be closed within the next six weeks. I reeled. Uh, my first thought went to my staff. I mean, the biggest joy and light in my life were my staff. I mentored them, I coached them, I, I grew them. Uh, and now what? Now what was gonna to happen to my people? I, that's all I could think about was, how could they do this to us? How could they, how could they do this to my people? And it was only afterwards that I, I, I kind of realized that, hang on a minute. <laughs> debt, mortgage, kid in private school, what am I going to do? And that's when I knew that, that there was more to, to being out there in the world than, than just having this lifestyle that looks good on the outside. Uh, so, so when they offered me an alternative position somewhere else in the group, I actually turned it down and, and as a result didn't qualify for a retrenchment package. So I, so I resigned uh, 
and and just and walked out determined to change the world and and what I was determined to do was to coach I I had developed such a love of of growing people and and had become so frustrated that the corporate machine stopped people from growing and kept them typecast that I had been looking out for ways to grow people and and there I found it on the internet during my searches there was this thing coaching and it was a real profession and then I knew that was what I was going to do. So I found a really high quality school. Uh, I, st I started marketing myself as a coach and started studying straight away. I accelerated my learning so that I did my 10 month course and practicals and exam and, um, and all my coursework uh, within six to eight months. Uh, I think I probably did it faster than anybody's done it on that course. And and I just I didn't stop I didn't I didn't look back um, and I was able to spend time with my daughter I was able to I was able to spend time um, with people that counted I was able to 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 really relish and enjoy my hobbies but most of all I was able to I was able to enjoy and watch the people that I worked with grow and blossom uh, and that's really it that's thereafter I. <laughs> I realized that there was just one little thing missing and that was that I was still stuck inland. I, I loved the sea and I'd grown up at the sea and and I was still kind of, I was stuck in the city life. So so I took the last big leap of faith and, and moved myself and my daughter to the coast. Uh, people thought I was mad. They thought I was losing my mind that I wanted to do this from here. And so now here I am uh, 10 years later living at the seaside 24 seven. Uh, I managed to break the spell of the toxic relationships and found myself uh, the most divine man who oh, just a little while ago became my hubby uh, and he brought with him two amazing kids. And and so the, the real takeaway that I, I learned from all of this is that no matter the circumstances, if you have a very, very, very clear idea of exactly where you want to be and you do the work and you are brave enough to step out despite what people say, brave enough to follow your own heart, then life can't stop you. Life can throw rocks at you, but it cannot stop you from getting what you want. All that you've got to do is hold fast to that dream and take the risks that you need to take and do what your heart is telling you to do. And that's what I've done. And, and that's how I've lived my life, despite a lot of naysayers, despite people thinking I was off my rocker. And now I have the rare privilege of having raised my daughter, who's now a young woman, while being with her, while being close to her, and more importantly, of being able to change the world for the better through my coaching of growing people who then become free to live their passions and their dreams. So I hope that tells you a little bit about me. I'd love to hear about you guys. Uh, drop me some comments down below uh, and just share a little bit about who you are and what you loved about this podcast. And if you loved it a lot, then please share it and like it and comment on it. Uh, I'm going to be posting daily. So I will check you guys tomorrow.